Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against thee in judgment shall thou condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Now, notice it says, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Does it say that no weapons will come against you? No, he's saying that weapons will come against you, but they will not prosper. Why? He created the one that's created the weapons. Though we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and, and wickedness in high places, that's what you're dealing against. But who is behind that? The devil. But who created the devil? God. So no matter what that enemy schemes up against your life, no matter who, what, or how, it shall not prosper against you. There is no promise that weapons won't be forged, but the promise is that when the weapons are forged, they shall not prosper. So when a weapon comes against you, that's why you have armor. The first thing you do is you got to raise up your shield of faith. Whatever them darts, whatever them heat-seeking missiles, whatever it is that that devil's shooting at you, you raise up your shield of faith. Whatever, whatever it is, you have scripture for it. And if you don't have a scripture for it, you just be like, you know what? I'm under the care of my God, and my God's not going to let this thing harm me. If you ain't going to remember anything, say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Lift up that field of faith. Say, my word says that this weapon that was created, my God created the creator, and my God is shutting you down right now in Jesus' name. That's why we can say, not today, Satan. Amen, because the weapons can't prosper. So let's fight the good fight. Amen? Say this. Say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I will fight. I will fight. I will not give up. And I will fight the good fight. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. First Timothy chapter six, verse twelve. And this should be the desire of every Christian. 
Because life's not guaranteed to go without any fights, but you want to be able to, when you, when you breathe your last breath, when, you, when, when, when whatever causes you to pass on from this earth, you want to be able to say, you know, I fought the best fight I could have possibly fought. To fight the good fight of faith. They hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses now let's all read that out loud fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses the word of the lord you may be seated you know that you go through life and you have many witnesses of your life you got the people that not just the people you go to church with you got the people that you work with you got the people that live that you live near. Then you got your family. You got your friends. There's a lot of people that are witnesses to your life. Witnesses to how you function. And what you want to be able to do at the end of your life, you know, that they would say, man, that brother, that sister, they fought a good fight. When adversity came, they didn't go to tactics and of the flesh. They dealt in the spirit, and they followed their God. They trusted their God. No matter when it was falling down around them, they still trusted their God, and they watched God pick up the pieces and put it all back together. That's fighting the good fight. When everybody's saying one thing and you know it's not that thing and you stay with God and you trust God and then it comes to pass, you're the one and you saw it right and you followed it, you can say, I fought the good fight. When you're sick and you're dying in your bed and you're believing for healing, but you feel yourself dying, you still don't give up on your faith and your trust and your love for Jesus. So that when you do take your last breath, your last breath is a breath of faith and love and knowing, hey, praise God, I'm off of this planet and I'm going into the app in the presence of my Lord, my God. You know, fighting a good fight is sometimes being quiet, hushing up. When someone's got something to say and you don't, hey, sometimes engaging is the worst thing you can do. All you're doing is sometimes spreading more of the fire within you and then with everybody else around that's a witness to the fire. You want people to be witness of your faith, not of fire. See, a fight means to struggle or to contend with an adversary. So you've got to recognize, like we talked about Wednesday, you've got an adversary. Minister Yasmin, Minister Lopez, everybody else in this church, y'all got demons assigned to you. And the sooner you believe that, the sooner you can be prepared and fight the good fight. Pastor, oh my God, I got demons. Yeah, well, get some Jesus in you and don't worry about the demons. But they're a sign. They're going to they're gonna try to message you. Sometimes those demons will manifest in physical people and attack you. But what do you do? Fight the good fight and go on with life as it is normal life. Don't let what the enemy slams on your plate 
divert you from your purpose, divert you from your cause, and definitely don't let it distract you or divert you from your God. You got to fight. You got you to gotta struggle. Good things aren't worth having. Don't come easy. Ask any man who's married to the woman that he chased for years, and then we let them catch us. Y'all caught that. Right? No. That, that, it didn't come easy chasing that, that woman. Because you know how they, they play? I'm going to make him make sure he wants me. Play a little hard to get. Oh. Then, uh, well, you got caught. <laughs> but it's worth, it's worth it. I remember Pastor Parsley was always used to talk about how he kept the pavement hot between his house and Miss Joni's house. Like meaning that he was back and forth so much that by the time he was coming back, the pavement didn't even have time to cool off because he was going back and forth. And he said it was seven years. And he was saying that his mentor, Dr. Lester Church, uh, Summerall, called it the tribulation period. But it was worth, but the end result of being married was worth the wait and the struggles. In the trials, when you when you're believing for something in, in the from the kingdom or in the kingdom, it's not guaranteed to come easy. Try being in ministry; it's not easy. Y'all all in ministry because you're all Christians and you all have access to other people. Try working with other people; it's not easy. Sometimes you wish you could just go B-O-L-I-S-T-I-C ballistic up in there. Bam! Just bam, 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 and bam! But you know if you do, you'll be in line with, you'll be, you'll, you will not, not have a job. Or you may be making reservations at the Airbnb on Orient Road where you have controlled access in and out. You get three meals a day, an hour in the yard. <laughs> yeah. But even there, you can fight the good fight. I remember when our sister in our church had an accident happen where she didn't recognize and realize that her license had an issue, and she ended up in jail, and she stood there in jail praising God telling people about Jesus that when one of the people that knew her while she was at that Airbnb on Orient Road they had to find the church that got so much song and spirit in her and word in her that they, had, they, they came to church because of how they saw her, handing her handling herself in the jail and then the best part was we were all trying to figure out how to get her out Bell's boss was saying, she's not even on a docket. Next thing you know, we're getting a phone call. Hey, guys, I'm out. <laughs> they, they had, a, they had a, a jury or whatever they call it, education, and the hours where they don't normally do it. <laughs> Why? Because she was praising God. The bell bother, it was Minister Lopez. She called, was so like, wait a minute, this girl's out. She's not even on, wasn't even on no docket. I've been trying to get her out, and she's not even appearing, and they let her out? 
on a weekend. You don't get out of jail on the weekend. If you're not out by 5 o'clock Friday, you're not getting out. You're going in the kitchen and make more potatoes and soup or whatever you're doing. Yeah, pico. Oh, no, they don't got no pico de gallo at the Airbnb. Yeah, they got ramen, but they don't put the pico de gallo on it, amen? Then there'd be more people in there for the pico de gallo. But that word good says means to be beautiful or valuable or a virtuous fight. That's why the men of ours take a real strong take on me because I want our, my, our men in this church, the men that God has trusted me to lead, I want them to be men of vir- valor and virtue and to be able to fight a good fight and to be when everybody's coming against that family, that man of God could stand in front of God and call the blessings of God down on that household. That when something goes wrong in the household, that the wives can run to their husbands and know that my husband is going to go to God and my God is going to save us through what he does, but also the power that my husband has in, in, the, in being the leader of the house. Amen? That we can fight the good fight. Because when you get a man of God submitted to man, uh, to God, and a woman submitted to, to the man and submitted to God, you've got a powerful dynamo force to take down the kingdom of hell. Amen? Then in First Second Timothy 4, 6-8, it says that for now I am ready to be offered in the time of my departures ahead. Paul knows his time is short. So he's given his last words to his son in the, in the Lord, Timothy. And notice Paul's got pleasure in speaking of his dying. So you should be in a place with God and a place with your walk and with your fight that if you died today, it would not matter. The only reason it would matter is because of your, your loved ones and maybe some things you didn't get accomplished, but you should know that, wow, you know what? I'm, I'm, I've done, I, up until this point, I'm not finished, but where I've been and where I've gotten to, I have fought with everything I have, and I have not given up on my God. When, when Paul was being attacked and they were trying to kill him, he had to be lowered out of the backside of a wall in a basket to get free. They tried killing that brother. They tried, man, listen. And Paul's still like, hey, I fought the good fight. And he was someone who was running opposite of God. He was wanting to persecute and jail more Christians. He was on his way to Damascus to get orders to be able to put more Christians in jail and torture them. And God stepped in, said, I'm going to use you. You see, we should be able to say in verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now we're all going to struggle. We're all going to fall short. But we all, a righteous man falleth seven times, but he gets back up. Remember Donnie, Donnie McClurk in the song, he says that saints are just sinners that got up. We've all fallen short, but we all get up. Getting up is part of fighting the good fight. Getting up is fighting the good fight. When you make a mistake, admit the wrong and move on. When you say something that offended your brother or sister, apologize. Move on. When you've done something that was illegal, Make it right and move on. 
when you fall down on your knees and you're weak and you don't even can't your faith you feel like your faith is just depleted and you're weak stand up rise up encourage yourself build up your faith and move on the problem is as believers we sometimes just stay down we can't be believers that stay down we have to be believers that rise up every time we fall if you're a Christian and you think you're not going to fall, you are mad, badly and wrongly mistaken and deceived. You will fall. You will make mistakes. But Jesus is right there like he was with Peter. He'll hold out his hand and he'll say, come on, ye of little faith. And he'll pull you up and you get to stand up and fight another day. We got to fight the good fight of faith. You see. Look at Isaiah 54, 16 through 17. I'm, I'm going through this quickly. I've only been up here for about uh, 12 minutes. Isaiah 54, 16 and 17. Isaiah, um, Isaias 54, versículos 16, 17. King James Version. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against thee in judgment shall thou condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Now, notice it says, No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Does it say that no weapons will come against you? No, he's saying that weapons will come against you, but they will not prosper. Why? He created the one that's created the weapons. Though we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and, and wickedness in high places, that's what you're dealing against. But who is behind that? The devil. But who created the devil? God. So no matter what that enemy schemes up against your life, no matter who, what, or how, it shall not prosper against you. There is no promise that weapons won't be forged, but the promise is that when the weapons are forged, they shall not prosper. So when a weapon comes against you, that's why you have armor. The first thing you do is you got to raise up your shield of faith. Whatever them darts, whatever them heat-seeking missiles, whatever it is that that devil's shooting at you, you raise up your shield of faith. Whatever, whatever it is, you have scripture for it. And if you don't have a scripture for it, you just be like, you know what? I'm under the care of my God, and my God's not going to let this thing harm me. If you ain't remember anything, say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Lift up that field of faith. Say, my word says that this weapon that was created, my God created the creator, and my God is shutting you down right now in Jesus' name. That's why we can say, not today, Satan. Amen. Amen, because the weapons can't prosper. But it doesn't mean he's not going to try. Fighters fight to the end. So why is it sometimes Christians want to be the ones to give in? And we don't even realize we gave in. But we got to be aggressive. We got to be on the offensive, not the defensive. 
In Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, and against the spiritual wickedness in high places. It's a good fight. It's good warfare. Christian walk is not a walk like tipping toe through the tulips and following the old road to go off and see some wizard. The Christian walk is a warfare. It's a fight laced with temptation, laced with deception, laced with offense and all these different things the devil wants to try to do to get in and he wants to mess up your life so that then your life will mess up their life and there'll be no unity and he can try to divide and conquer. But he understands that he's defeated. So what does he do? He shoots out weapons at everybody and whoever he can knock down, he will. He he would just, it's like throwing a, like a cluster, bam, 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 bam. Whatever he can knock down, he'll try. We have to be Christians that are strong in the faith and know that the weapons will not prosper against us no matter what comes our way. And you ever notice it's usually the same weapons. A lot of times it takes on a different face, different, different approach. You know, I like to use the reference. I've used it before. It's like McDonald's and, and the Happy Meals, the same food, different toy. They've all got the same tricks, just packages it up different. It's a good cause. And victory is sure if we continue faithful and courageous. You can't be afraid to fight. And like I said, sometimes fighting is doing nothing. Just staying the same. Doing whatever you normally do. And let the proof be in the pudding of your life. And of your walk. And of the results that people see in your life. And like the women did. Stick together. And the last scripture I want to share, because this is important. Nehemiah 4, 16 through 18. And it came to pass from that time forth that half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them both held spears, the shields and the bows and the harbingers, harbor jeans, and the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. They that builded the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laid it with one of his hands wrought the work. And with the other hand held a weapon. For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side, and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. So you've always got to be armed. While you're doing the work, you've got to be working with one hand and have your weapon in the other hand. Your weapon is the word of God. Your weapon is your faith. Your weapon is your testimony of things God's brought you through. Your weapon is you shall not let anything get between you and your God. Continue to work. Notice here, too, also, it's talking about, you know, there's some that were working and some, you know, that were protecting. You know, there's laborers and then there's the protectors. You know, every one of us, should have an inner circle of people around us that we trust, that we know are protecting us. Like, you have somebody that's in your inner circle and they, they hear something in the spirit or maybe somebody says something in their ears about you. That should, that should unction them immediately to go into prayer. Pray, 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 pray. 
You hear that, let's say this person's having trouble with their job. The inner circle should go to prayer for that person. Like the half of the, half of the people in there that, that had the weapons. See, y'all got weapons to fight the fight, but we hold them to ourselves sometimes. We need to be praying for each other. Praying for each other all the time. When you hear or you see, you know, you look around, you guys know each other pretty well. You can tell when someone's going through something. Pray for them. If you go up and ask them what's wrong and they don't want to tell you, don't push them. Just pray. Go home and pray for them. Or when you leave and pray for them. And don't, and don't, and don't pray anything more than God help them. God bless them. God help them through what they're going through. And then if you want to, you can say something like, hey, Lord, if you want to use me, I'm willing to help them. Whatever you want me to do. But we, don't, we won't want to pray our will on them, but we want to pray God's will for them to move on and be victorious. Lord, help them fight the good fight right now. Lord, help them move forward in what they're doing right now. See, a lot of times we, we want to be too busy pointing, pointing, pointing. We need to get together. Jesus is coming, people. No, really, Jesus is coming. I mean, we've been saying it for years, but Jesus is really coming don't know how soon, and I know Faith hates it every time I say that because she wants to enjoy life. But I, don't have to, I, I can't control when he comes, but the signs are there that it could be at any time. If he tarries, he tarries, but if he doesn't, be ready. When that trumpet sounds, you'll know it, you'll hear it. You want to be like, hallelujah, I fought the fight, take me home, Jesus. You know, and let me, let me, let me just say, I'm going to close with this. Because as believers, we've got to get out of our mentality of it's about us. Nothing's about us anymore. But I spoke about the two guys, they called them the sons of thunder. And Jesus was explaining the brutal death he was going to go through. And I talked about this quickly Wednesday, and I'm going to use the same reference, even though my daughter's here. I'm still going to use the same reference because that's the one I use. And it's nothing personal, but she's here, and she's my daughter. But these two sons of thunder, Jesus says how they're going to whip me, beat me. They're going to pull my hair out my face. They're gonna, and you're not going to see me anymore. And all they cared about, they didn't even go, oh, my God, Lord, don't let that happen to you. They said, Lord, when you do go, can we sit next to you? Like, what? Can we sit next to you when you go? That's, that's all about me, myself, and I. Lord, I want to be the one sitting next to you. That's like me if I, I'm going to say, if I would have gone to faith, to go faith, you know, hey, I'm going to die tomorrow. Hey, can I have your Jeep when you're gone? That's how, that, that's the same thing. What about the love for Jesus? Oh, my God, Lord, why are you going to go through that? Oh, my God, why are they going to do that to you? For us? You're going to do that for us? Oh, my God, oh, God, but instead, like, hey, oh. Let us be the ones who sit next to you because they wanted that place of power. They wanted that place of authority. Listen, it's all about Jesus. It's not about any of us. It's all about the kingdom of God. Come on, give him praise. So let's fight the good fight. Amen? Say this. Say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I will. Fight. Fight. 
I will fight. I will not give up. And I will fight the good fight. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. World Harvest Worship Center. Reaching our world. One life, one city, one nation at a time.